Welcome to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, Your King is Coming, from Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Christmas is the time we celebrate the coming of Messiah, or, as Zechariah says, the coming of our King. When we think about the arrival of a king, we think parades and confetti and music. Our king came, and no one would have noticed if the angels had not told and the wise men had not been on the lookout for the star. Our king came quietly in humility. That's because his birth wasn't the focal point of his coming, but his death would be. Here's Pastor Tim. Number three, you need to concede to your king. Concede to your king just because he's worth celebrating and just because he takes the initiative to come to you doesn't mean that he's any less of who he is. Jesus is no less God because he's come to earth. He doesn't, he doesn't deny his own nature by wrapping himself in human flesh. So it's not as if now he is somehow inferior to me. For all of eternity he has been superior to me. And he remains superior to me. Even when he comes to me, I am to bow in his presence. I'm to concede to him, to yield to him. Notice what Zechariah says. He is just and having salvation. If there's any place that I need to concede to him first, it's in this area of salvation. He's given everything for me. He came as the choir sang today. He came to live. He came to die. He came to save. He's come to save me. I need to yield to that. I need to concede to that. It doesn't matter what my plans ever were. It doesn't matter what my agenda ever was. It doesn't matter what my preferences ever would have been. It's only His preferences. It's only His agenda. It's only His plans and His purposes that matter. His will last for eternity. Mine barely lasts a day. I need to concede to Him. I'm never going to be able to save myself. I'm never going to be able to do enough good things to make up for all the bad things that I've done. He is just and has salvation. I need to concede to Him for that. By the way, why is it just not enough that we come to church? Why, why is it not enough that we be baptized, or that we have church membership, or that we serve in some kind of capacity. Why is that not enough? 
Zechariah says it right here at the very beginning of this phrase. Because he is just. Because no matter what you do, and no matter what affiliation you have for yourself, you're a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody. That sin comes at a cost. For the wages of sin is death. What I've earned because of what I've done is death. Physical death, yes. But spiritual death, eternal death, separation from God for forever. Justice demands that. So Jesus doesn't come and be born and then stand in front of the whole world and say, I am here to forgive everybody's sins. Could he have just made a declaration that everybody be forgiven? I'm going to say to you, no. No. He could not have done that. And not stay true to his word. My sin demands a death. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. He is just. That payment will be paid. And you can pay it yourself for all of eternity. Or he who has salvation can pay that for you and still be just. Is there any other reason that you need to concede to him? I don't need any other reason other than that. This Christmas, it's easy to celebrate him. This Christmas, it is easy even to consider Him. It's a little harder to concede to Him. And yet, that's what He demands. So once I have done that, it leads me to this final point, note, the final two lines in this verse. And that is copy your king. Copy your king. It says, he is just and having salvation. Then it continues after that that comma to describe him. Lowly. And riding on a donkey. A colt. The foal of a donkey. You know what that's in reference to. This is a... This is a prophecy of Zechariah. A prophecy that was fulfilled in the triumphal entry. It's an amazing story when you go and you read that. Remember, Jesus sends his disciples into the city. He says, he says go into this town and you're going to find a donkey. You're going to find this foal, this colt, that tied up. And you're done time and bring him to me. I'm going to ride him into Jerusalem. Right? And then he says this. If a man approaches you, and by that, Jesus means when this man approaches you, 
And then Jesus tells them exactly what the man's going to say. What are you doing? That's probably not hard to figure out, is it? What are you doing? What are you doing to that donkey? Just say to him, my master has need of him. And that's exactly the way it went down. Jesus knew where the colt was. Jesus knew that the man would be there. Jesus knew what needed to be said. Their job is simply to go and to obey. My job is to copy him. My job is to imitate him. My job is to be like him in every way that I can. But specifically, as he has described himself. You know, there's, there's really only one time in the Bible where Jesus describes himself. There's a multitude of ways that we would describe him. He is loving. He is forgiving. We would even go so far as to give him the omnis. We would say he is, he is, uh, he is omnipotent. He is omniscient. We would say he is amazing. He is faithful. He is compassionate. He is long-suffering. Our list could go on and on and on. But Jesus said, I am gentle and lowly in heart. If you want to be like Jesus, you have to, at the very least, be gentle and lowly in heart. What's Zechariah say about him? He is lowly. Lowly. Riding on a donkey. Wait a minute. He just said, Your king is coming to you. I expect an Arabian horse. You know? I expect the Lone Ranger to get down off that horse and for him to ride silver in there. You know, I expect the horse to rise up at some point. You know, I don't know if he says hardy, high-ho, silver or not. I'm not going to give that one to Jesus. But that's what I expect of a king. And I expect not only for him to be riding that way, but for there to be a whole host of soldiers and dignitaries around him riding in exactly the same way. And that's not at all what we get. We get... The donkey. Not just a donkey. The donkey is what's described in that final phrase. A colt. The foal of a donkey. Little baby donkey. Not even even a full grown donkey. That's how Jesus chooses. To enter the world lowly and in humility. It's how he chooses to live his life while he's here. Lowly and in humility. It's how he chooses to exit this world. Just like you read right here. Lowly and in humility. I am to copy him. I am to be like him. When I deal with other people, I am to be gentle with them. When things don't work the way that I think that they should work. When somebody's not cooperating the way that I think that they should cooperate. I'm to be gentle with them. 
Where does that part come from? You say, well, that's, that's not in my nature. It should be in your new nature. If the role of the Spirit of God in sanctification is to make you like Jesus, then He's going to give you real, genuine humility. If you have humility, then you'll act with gentleness. It's a fruit of the Spirit. But it's a characteristic of your King. Your King is coming to you. And when he comes the next time, he's not coming in humility, he's coming in majesty. He's not coming where no one recognizes him, but where every eye beholds him. When he comes a second time, he's not just coming to you, he's coming for you. And we will worship him, celebrating him, Considering Him, conceding to Him, and copying Him forever and forever and forever. So let's start now. Make sure to bow your head and close your eyes. It's God's Word in that context have any impact on your Christmas celebration? On what you do, on who you are, it should. God's Word should have everything to do with every part of my life. So what do you think you should do tonight? Maybe you need to come to the altar. Maybe you need to come to me. Maybe you need to just pray while it seems like everybody else is singing. Or maybe you need to sing celebration and worship of the one true King. Jesus, we yield to you in these moments, praying that you would simply glorify yourself in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today on Brit David Podcast. He would like to invite you to check out our past messages here on our podcast library. Pastor Tim, would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.